welcome to a snapshot discussion on our latest Market Outlook Research Report on Hotels, which will focus on key themes shaping the hotel market in 2020. I am Chinmay Chitale, Research Manager from the CBRE Research Team, and joining me will be colleagues Troy Craig, Regional Director of the Hotel Valuation and Advisory Team, as well as Wayne Barnes, who is the National Director of the CBRE Capital Markets Team. We will be discussing the insights and key takeaways from the research within this report. Troy, can you talk us through the new supply picture and where do you see new supply after the current wave? Sure. The new supply picture is different from market to market. So Melbourne leads the way in terms of the amount of new supply. We think over the next few years there'll be increasing rooms of 20 to 25%. Melbourne has a great ability to absorb new supply. We've seen that now for a long time. So if any market in Australia can absorb that, it's Melbourne. But nonetheless, it's a big increase in supply over the next few years. And then Sydney's less than that, probably 10 to 15% over the next few years. But still historically for Sydney, that's quite a lot. But still manageable, I think, in terms of Sydney's ability to absorb that. If we look at other markets, obviously Brisbane and Perth have just come through a big supply cycle. So we don't anticipate any major new hotels there apart from the casinos in Brisbane in a few years' time, but they have their own drivers of demand. Uh, Some of the smaller markets like Adelaide and uh, Hobart have also got some new supply coming. So generally around the markets, we've either seen a a wave of supply over the last four or five years, like Perth and Brisbane, a wave that's coming, or, you know, in terms of that, already under construction, those projects that are coming are under construction, they will come through. I think after that, though, Unless it's under construction today or almost ready to go, I think feasibility issues will cause a a slowdown in that pipeline. The cost versus value proposition means that on value completion versus the cost of building it does present a challenge in terms of feasibility in many of the markets now. So I think that as this current wave comes through, we'll see a slowdown in that level of new supply back to more historic levels. Great. Wayne, what's your bold prediction for 2020? I think that businesses will need to carefully manage the uh, impact of the coronavirus and the bushfires to certainly maintain profitability over the long term. Uh, I think markets that haven't been impacted by those two major crises, being Perth and Brisbane, who were well through the supply cycle, are going to be the strongest uh, performing hotel markets in the next two years. Brisbane's got a lot of infrastructure spending. I think it's something like 3.1 or $5.1 billion of infrastructure spending. We have the casinos coming, which is great for the city itself. All our new supplies open. In fact, I would boldly say that Brisbane has a better quality of five-star hotels than any other state in the market. And I think if you follow the press today, BHP are talking about the recovery in iron ore prices and the shareholders are going to reap the benefits. So we should see them back travelling into regional locations and particularly into Perth. So I think they're going to be the best two markets. And if you haven't bought one, you have our number. Moving on to the investment space in 2020, in terms of tracking yields, where do we see that moving over the next couple of months or so? Yeah, sure. Look, the yield question is a question we're getting asked a lot, obviously, because it's uh, pivotal to hotel values and, and what our view on what these things are worth. And I suspect that we'll see some more tightening, not not considerable, but some certainly more tightening over the course of 2020. The low interest rates that, that really sort of took hold over the course of late 2018 and 2019, I believe, are putting downward pressure on investment yields. Against that backdrop, I think there's more uncertainty in terms of income right now, 
principally because of the impact of the coronavirus uh, and bushfires in Sydney, especially before that. So some of that may also lead to some yield tightening as people realise that this downturn in trade that we're going to see in the first quarter of 2020 will be relatively short term and people that back the longer term success of the sector may be prepared to pay slightly tighter yields on a lower income uh, to secure assets. So the yield question is a vexed one. There's lots of competing forces, but I do think come the end of 2020, we will have seen some marginal tightening in yields in the key markets. And Wayne, in terms of buyer opportunities, we've seen there have been quite a few opportunities that have been essentially sold within these regional locations last year. Um, do we see that those buyer opportunities in those regional locations or do we see any opportunities in the CBD locations this year? I think the main reason we've seen those regional locations experience so much demand is because that's where the buying opportunities were. You know, there wasn't a lot of uh, asset, well, there's hardly ever a sale in Sydney. Any key locations have been very dried up in stock as investors are very reluctant to sell their own asset. So international buyers don't understand how big Australia is, let alone going to Mackay or, or Dubbo or other strong regional towns. So I think it just depends where the stock came. If we were to find one or two CBD Sydney five-star assets, particularly with vacant possession, there'd be a line as long as your arm of investors that would look to buy it from overseas who would outbid the regional local investors. So I think it really just depends on where the stock becomes available. Troy, we can't ignore Sydney's recent soft trading performance. What does Sydney need to do to turn this around? Sure, look, I think Sydney has obviously strong occupancy levels and has done for a long time, but still the red power growth just hasn't been there. And I think one of the big issues is that Sydney doesn't have the demand spikes that other cities have. And your ability to drive the rate harder really comes when there's big conferences in town or big events in town. And that puts a real constraint on the room supply and therefore gives the operators the ability to push their rates up. So that's what Sydney needs, more of those spikes, more of those events, conferences, you know, large conferences that bring a lot of people to the city. They're the things that Sydney needs to do. And we know Melbourne does that really well. And in my mind, Sydney needs to get that right. Um, Sydney's spent a lot of money on infrastructure, a lot of money on different things that are making the city better for the users now. But we now need those events to really stimulate that demand. And Troy, where do you think, um, given that you know there's a lot of new five-star product in Australia, particularly Brisbane, Melbourne, and now Perth, Ritz, Carlton's, Westerns alike, where do you think Sydney sits in that as far as ADR going and their ability to yield manage and drive rate if the product isn't of the same standard that some of the newer hotels are in other states? Yeah, look, you raise a good point, Wayne. A lot of the stock in the five-star category has happened in other cities and that's one of the things that Sydney needs to get right and we've got some new hotels coming through that are exciting for the market. The new W, the new uh, Capella Hotel, the new Soft Hotel Darling Harbour that opened a little while ago now. So there's some new exciting five-star hotels that are coming but yeah, Sydney has lost that edge in terms of having five-star hotels that you know lead the nation. Sure, we've got the Park Heights Sydney but yeah, Melbourne, Brisbane, Perth have all had new five-star hotels that make it difficult from that perspective for the Sydney market. How will owners and investors respond to the current uncertainty around the coronavirus? Uh, it's a question hot on everybody's lips. Um, fortunately or unfortunately, Troy and I have been around so long that we've seen these things before. Airline strikes, SARS, swine flus, bird flus. We've seen lots of these th things come and go. 
Depends how long this outbreak continues. I think the management process is very different if you own a hotel in Cairns to what it is if you own a hotel in Adelaide. I would like to think that it doesn't mean that everybody just goes and drops rate because I'm a big fan that having a cheaper room tonight, nobody wakes up and says, hey, I'll go to Cairns. You're still getting the same business. So hopefully, I know every owner will be wanting their operators to maintain rate, but I think they will all be looking through their P&L and looking at where they can manage costs to continue as good a profitability as they can in these tested times. Yeah, look, I guess the biggest thing is how long does it last for? Uh, we know from SARS that the rebound was swift and strong after SARS, so that was a six-month duration of softer trading conditions in Asia, a bit shorter than that in Australia. But that, to me, is the question. How long does this go on for? But I do know that once it's disappeared as an issue, that occupancies will rebound and people will travel again because there'll be pent-up demand for travel, both corporate and leisure-wise. But clearly, the short-term trading impacts will be noticed and you know the pressure will be on operators and owners to maximise what they can for their occupancy. And I think there will be downward pressure on rates. But I certainly think that something else that Wayne said was that um, they'll be focused on costs and I think that will be the other lever that owners have to try and minimise the impact as that sort of revenue comes under pressure. And I think, too, just adding it, it depends. As I said, once again, in Cairns, it's 13% of their business. So it's always a great business strategy when you've got a broad market segment that you don't have too many eggs in one basket. And I think this can be a very great case to make sure that you aren't so reliant on one particular part of the market. Yeah, I had a hotelier client and he said to me that he has said to his staff, this is a problem but use it as an opportunity to identify new demand sources. And I thought that was a really good way to look at it. Thank you for joining us to discuss the 2020 Hotels Market Outlook. If you would like to know more around the hotel market in Australia, please download the chartbook from our website.